Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me for the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. If it is your first time joining me, let me know in the comments. I really, really do appreciate the interaction. I know that you're there. I'd love to know who is actually watching and let me know where you're from. I have been doing a whirlwind of traveling lately. I have met with a lot of people in the last week and a half to two weeks um, in person. And it's, uh, gosh, I've been in um, four states in the last week and a half. So I would love to know where you're watching from. But And thank you so much for giving me your time and for finding enough value in me. I really, really do appreciate that. And I hope I bring you the same amount of value that uh, you're bringing to me by just knowing that you're here watching. Or if you're listening to the podcast, I really do appreciate you. And I would really appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcasts um, that you listen to this podcast on. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It does make my day to know that I'm making a difference. And I've been doing a lot of traveling lately and teaching. And um, I was home for, oh, about two days. And in that time, I did a live uh, training for my members of child care business professionals on toxicity. And I don't have time to go into the entire training here, but there were elements that I really wanted to put out there on my podcast and on my live stream so that everybody can have the information. Because I am seeing something new happening in our world, and and I don't think it's new. It's just new to me. It's And some of you are still very much in the dark about this, which is why I wanted to bring it up. And by the way, if you notice my background, and I am sorry about the echo, I am in an Airbnb uh, in Dallas right now, very unexpected trip. I did not know I would be here two days ago. And so here I am in Dallas. And so I did not have time to prepare. So it is kind of echoey in this Airbnb, and um, but I just need to fulfill my commitment to you and show up for you. So again, I do apologize for the sound quality, but I just wanted to really talk to you about toxicity. And there is the toxicity that we all know, right? And I'm not going to go into that. And uh, in our training, we did talk about like the blatant toxicity and how to handle that. But what I want to bring to you here is more the subtle toxicity or a covert toxicity where people kind of go under the radar, right? And oftentimes, many people will think that these are some of the sweetest people in the world. So many people think the world of these people. But these people are taking little jabs. They're just saying things like, I'm really concerned because so-and-so is doing this, this, and this. And what you really don't see is that they're actually planting seeds in your mind, in your staff's mind. And it can be a parent. It can be one of your teachers. It can be 
a, a family member, anyone, as somebody, a member of the community, right? There's so many toxic people out there who do it in a very covert way. And that makes it a lot more dangerous. We're so used to dealing with the blatant toxicity, right? The toxicity that is just in your face, out there. We all know about just the negativity is one uh, trait of toxicity. Uh, if you were in my training, by the way, and you're one of my members, put in the comments some of those traits we talked about for the overt toxic person who it's like they gossip a lot. Um, basically, what it comes down to is they have a very low emotional IQ. That's really what it comes down to. They they might be overly needy. Uh, they might be just, they, they are definitely a victim. They take no responsibility for what is happening around them. In one of my trainings that I do live, I really teach you how to spot toxic victim mentalities. And, and you may have one yourself, not even know it. I was once that person. I was very toxic in my victim mentality at one point in my life, and I did not know it. And one other thing I'm going to premise here is that all of us, every single person goes through seasons where we are the toxic one. So just keep that in mind. It helps me to show people more grace and to be a little bit more understanding. We go through seasons of toxicity and we all have certain toxic traits, right? Right now, the big buzzword is narcissism and people who are narcissistic, which we do deal with them. We do. And I'm thinking about doing a whole training on how to recognize that and how to combat that. But for the most part, it's more just toxicity in general that I want to talk about. And keep in mind, every single person alive has some kind of narcissistic traits. All of us do. The key is to recognize it and to reflect and try to overcome it. And what makes a narcissist a narcissist is the fact that they will never come to terms with that. They can't admit it. They can't ever admit that there's something wrong with them or that there could possibly be. Um, if you ever had the thought, maybe that's me, then it's not you. It's probably not, if you even question it. So, but there are toxic traits that we all have. And sometimes we might bring them to our childcare center. And it is extremely dangerous for leaders to be the toxicity. I hear from so many leaders, and I've been with so many of you in person over the last few weeks. And the things I hear all the time are, I just can't deal with this, and I just can't deal with that. And one of the things that I really want everybody to hear me say and just to remember is a healthy person cannot work in an unhealthy environment. So if you are losing staff left and right, the answer is probably in your leadership. It probably is. And I know that's a tough pill to swallow. But there might be some toxicity happening that you're allowing to get out of control, right? You yourself may not be the toxic person, but you're allowing it to run your center. You're allowing staff that's toxic to have control. And you may not even know this. So it's really important. And by the way, if you're not standing up to them, that in itself is toxic, right? If you're allowing 
the toxic staff to take over and basically to run things instead of you. That is a sign of toxicity right there. But talking about covert toxicity, I want you to just really picture that person or that situation in your life, period, where after the fact, you look back and think, what just happened? How did this get so out of control? Everything was good. Everybody was happy. And now here I am in this big situation. And if you really think about those life situations, it usually comes back to someone told somebody something or they manipulated their situation or you yourself are manipulated into believing something, right? And if you really, really think about it and you really deconstruct, you're going to find manipulation at the core. The problem is most of us never deconstruct. We just let it happen. We lose beautiful relationships. We lose wonderful teachers. And in your personal life, you may have lost some beautiful relationships. You may be very aware that someone else was manipulated and you lost them. Or you might have been the one who was manipulated and you lost people. So understand that not all toxicity is that negativity, you know, that negative person who's just berating everybody. Sometimes the toxic person is the person that is kissing up to you, that is becoming your best friend. Because that person might be going around and sabotaging your center behind your back. Some of those toxic traits um, that you want to look for, and I'm going to give you an example. Uh, we are hiring at Zuin, and um, we were looking over some resumes and applications and um, my director, Brandy, came to me after the fact and said uh, there was one girl in particular. She actually hired her and offered her the position. The girl came back with um, basically that she was too good to come work for a child care center. That was her response. And at first, my director was really upset by this. Like, why? What does she see? What am I missing here? And I stopped her and I just said to her, we dodged a bullet. If someone thinks that they are too good for this job, but they applied for it in the first place, then we definitely dodged a bullet. Now let's flip that scenario and let's pretend we hired her. And the entire time she's there, let's say the, the girl showed up for work. She was there every day. And every day she's there in her mind, she's thinking, oh, I'm so much better than these people. I'm so much better than all my coworkers. I'm so much better than my management. What are her actions going to be like? How is she going to speak to her coworkers? How is she going to speak to the parents? Some people who have these um, huge egos and just overinflated self-image, a lot of times they will be very kind. And they will tell you things like, oh, I'm just working so hard to help level up your center. But then there's going to be subtle little digs in there, like it really needs it, right? And you might feel if you have some issues like inferiority complex, different things like that, you may start to feel like, 
oh my gosh, what's wrong with my program? Oh, it really just isn't, you know, it's really, I really hope she's going to make it so amazing. This new teacher, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see what she does. I mean, she she sees it, she gets it, she sees how bad it is, and she's going to make us amazing now. It's not how it works. It really isn't. And if somebody is coming in telling you, and it's not always blatant. This is what I really want you to work, listen for. It's not always coming straight and saying, oh, you guys just suck, right? Sometimes it's a lot more just um, covert. But if they're coming in and they're dropping little things like that, that's toxic. Imagine what they're saying to your staff behind your back. This place is a terrible place to work for. Oh my goodness, it's a, you know, just the things we hear, right? So that's just an example of some of the toxicity, but it really poisons your staff. It really, really poisons your staff. We had a staff member once that was like that. She had a superiority complex. She thought everything she did was the absolute best. She didn't think any of our other teachers were nearly as good as her. She really had an overinflated sense of self. I mean, she thought nobody could come near her in terms of quality and in every facet, right? So she wasn't a team player. She wasn't a team player. She literally thought she was gracing us with her presence. So she started going to the staff and telling them all the things that she didn't like about us. And how ill-prepared and how this place would be so much better if she was running it. It would be so much better if she was the director. It would be because her ideas were greater. Her ideas were better. Now, think about the staff who listens to this. It's exhausting. Not only does it get to into some of the staff's head and they start looking at it like, oh, yeah, this place sucks, right? Because if you hear it over and over and over and that's what you're exposed to, you're going to start believing it. But for the staff who is healthy and they don't buy into things like that, they're going to leave too because it's going to be exhausting to be with somebody who is negative like that, who is manipulative. Sometimes the manipulation actually looks like a kindness. They may come and say, oh, you are so lucky you hired me. You need me so bad. I can see how, how bad this classroom is. And just wait till I'm done. It's going to be great. Oh, my goodness. It was just so bad. You know, that last teacher you had, whew, you good thing that she's in a different classroom now, because let me tell you how horrible these children were not getting what they needed. And it is dirty underneath every single bookshelf in this classroom. She was not doing her job. So she's coming to you, and, and a lot of times it may feel like she's preaching to the choir, right? But in reality, that's gossip. That is gossip. And that kind of berating and putting your team members down and thinking you are the key is a form of manipulation. And when it goes on year after year after year, it can really take hold. And that person is going to be running your program and you're not even going to realize it. There's some other things like gaslighting as well, where gaslighting is a way to manipulate people by basically taking the truth, but really twisting it 
Um, unfortunately, we see this in children a lot. Uh, one of the things I see, which just breaks my heart a lot, is like divorced parents, where um, one parent, let's say, um, I'm actually thinking of an example I've dealt with in my uh, career, where one parent is remarried and doing really well financially. The other parent is still single and really, really struggling to make ends meet. So this parent that is really struggling works a lot of hours. They may work a lot more hours than the other parent. So the parent that doesn't have to work as much and has another spouse comes in and starts telling the child things like, oh, your dad's just always working or your mom is just always working, isn't she? Man, it's too bad that she just doesn't want to be there for you. I, I know it must hurt you so much that you have to spend so much time at childcare when you're on mom's time because she just works so much. I wish you could just be with me all the time because you know I care about you so much because I'm here. Now, in a child's little brain, they don't understand, right? What they see is, you're right. When I'm with you, you're always around and you don't work as much. I get picked up from school. I don't have to go to the child care center. I get to go straight home and spend time with you. But when mommy or daddy have me, I've got to go to the child care center. And by the time they pick me up, it's dinner and I'm tired and I don't get a lot of time. It must be because they don't want to be with me. So it's that kind of manipulation that your staff is doing to each other too. Parents might be doing to you. They might be doing it to you. Uh, I had a staff member a few years ago who would come in and just act like they really cared about other staff members and just say, I'm really worried. Did you notice that so-and-so has been late like a couple minutes from their lunch every day? What's going on? Do you think they're okay? I, I really want to do something to help. What can I do to help? That person had no concern over the staff member, just making sure it's on our radar, right? They make themselves seem sweet and caring sometimes, or and they take some truth. And in this situation, I was just thinking that the staff member actually wasn't late. She was clocking out late every day, and so it really wasn't. But in my mind, I started thinking, oh, she is coming back from lunch late every day. And then you go, start going. And ironically, what was actually really happening is the breaker was getting to this staff member late every day. It wasn't even at, it was completely out of her control. It was stemming from the teacher who was complaining, asking for extra smoke breaks. And almost like, I don't want you to notice that I'm asking for extra smoke breaks. Instead, let's put the attention on this person, right? So that kind of manipulation is extremely toxic. It's extremely toxic. And oftentimes it feels kind and like people are trying to help us out. So it can very often go unnoticed, but it's something you have to be really careful for. And when you do understand and see it, you've got to take care of it. Those type of toxic people usually will not own up to it. And if you're one of my clients, you know what I say. All the time. If a person will not take accountability, you can't help them. If they cannot admit they have a problem, there is no way for you to help them. So you might as well let them go. 
I hope this has been helpful for you. And again, thank you so much. If you would like to see more of the actual training that I did on this subject, it goes in depth on learning what traits to look for, what is a covert toxic um, trait, what is an overt toxic trait, how to really pinpoint it, and how to eradicate it the steps you can take to really help your flow. I also understand that dealing with this is very hard. It is, it is hard and it can be heart-wrenching for us as leaders. So I also um, go through the cycle, the psychological cycle we go through to help you understand and hopefully cope when you have to make these tough calls and these tough decisions and sometimes let people go or write them up. Because we do need to deal with the emotional side, right? And we need to acknowledge this isn't an easy job. Being a leader in early childhood education is not easy. And that's okay. It's okay for it to be hard for you. But it is not okay for you not to step up and do what you have to do. So if that is something you're struggling with, if you're really struggling with being able to just pull those triggers and you need help with that part of just stepping up, reach out to my team. They are here in the comments and I can actually also, let's see right there, admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com is our email. Reach out to us, schedule an appointment. We would be happy to speak to you about this. Again, that email is admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. Thank you so much. And again, we will talk to you next week. And do not forget to subscribe, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast. And give us a review. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.